Episode one? Like, hang on a minute. Should we start with a backstory of why we're doing this thing? We could start with the backstory, or we could really just get going and let people who listen to the podcast learn who we really are in time. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I don't know, but I mean, I know, having seen you speak a few times on stage, you always start with the same question. And you know why I always start with the same question? Because you know you're going to get a response? No, it's because I remember it. (laughs) It's no use doing something you don't remember. And if you want to create your best year ever, you need to know where to start, what's the middle and what's to end. So I always start with how many people in the room want at least 5% more success in some area in their lives. And the reason I was going to pick on that question is because so many people, when they talk about their best year ever, they're talking about like 10xing it or 100xing it or whatever. But 5% is still a radical difference, right? If every area in your life was increased by 5%, what would your life look like? But more importantly, it's a bit like spinning plates in a circus. So you see these guys in the circus get these plates up on a, on a little pole and then all they have to do once they're up is to just tap it a little bit and they can sustain it. The problem is we're looking to have such massive growth that you can't do it in most areas in your life. So why don't we just start by saying, hi, I'm Nigel. Hello, Nigel. I'm Neil. And there you go. We've done the first introduction. We have indeed. We have indeed. And so, you know, in terms of best year of your life, if you're going to give somebody one tip before we... I mean, this is going to expand over an entire year, right? That's the plan. There's an episode a day for the entire year that if you listen to that episode, it's going to give you something you can go and do. But if you're going to start with one tip based on maybe, I don't know, the best year of your life, what would it be? In order to create your future, you've got to complete your past. I love it. You see, you're impressed with that one, aren't you? I am, yeah. I didn't expect you to come out with such a nugget so quickly. The reason is because if you want to add value to your life, there's only so much you can have. And Steve Wright once said, if you had everything in your life, where would you put it? So you can't have everything. And and if you want more, you've got to let some stuff go. So I always use the analogy that if you went shopping, you wouldn't take last week's shopping with you to the supermarket and add more shit on top. What you'd want to do is have a fresh bag and get stuff. So let's think about your house right now. At some point between now and the end of the year, you're going to empty your fridge and get new stuff in. And whether it's for a birthday, a christening, for Christmas, for Easter, you're not going to have brand new stuff in your fridge on day one. You're going to have old stuff in your fridge. So you've got to get rid of some of that if you want room for new stuff. So as we do this podcast over the year, The idea of keeping all the old stuff and adding hundreds of new ideas is not going to work. So what things, Neil, do you need to let go of in 2018 to give you the best chance of success in 2019? Absolutely. And you've got a good point there because you said 2018, but by the time people are listening, it might already be 2019. It will, but then what do you need to let go of before... From 2018. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. it's It's a really, really valid point because... I've got a a slightly different analogy story, right? But mine is always this. It's like when you go to an airport, after you've gone through immigration, when you arrive somewhere, where do you go next? Baggage reclaim, right? Whose bags are you looking for? Well, you'd hope yours, but there's a problem with that analogy because the first question security asks you is, where have you come from? Where are you going? And how long are you staying? Yep. And you need to understand where you've come from. Yep. And then you need to understand where you're going. 
But you're right, if you take someone else's baggage, it's heavy. Absolutely. And if your own bags look too like battered and trashed, do you even want to take them? You but know? look at your bag today, and I promise you now, the briefcase that you came into my house with has got some stuff in you don't need. And every woman who's listening to this program <laughs> has got stuff in their handbag they definitely don't need. And I always remember Michael McIntyre saying, I wonder why when people go to a nightclub or they go out for a black tie event, they can go with a small clutch bag. They've still got their phone in there. They've still got a comb in there. They've still got a lipstick or an aftershave. Why do you need to carry so much stuff? But hey, if we're talking Michael McIntyre, it's like his man drawer. Right, you know, everyone's kitchen. No, but that man draw slightly different. That's called emergencies. Oh, it is, but it's still the same. Th it's still the same principle, isn't it? It's still stuff you don't really need, or that's a bit random. But he doesn't take it out of his house every day. Most True. of us, in our briefcase or our handbag, are taking stuff just in case. But that's the same problem with I'm not going to forgive Auntie Betty for what she did seven years ago, just in case. So that phrase that, would you rather be right than happy, I've decided to let go of being right. Yep. That's my big thing for next year. It doesn't matter when my year is, being right isn't getting me the results I want. Being happy is getting me the results I want. So I've agreed, and over the year we're going to talk more about it, to let go of this righteousness and this entitlement that we think we deserve as against being happy. Mm-hmm. So when we decided to collaborate on this program, what we knew was we wanted to have fun doing it and for both of us to be happy. And I'm sure people are going to be listening to us going, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be right. Is it making us laugh? Yep. Are we happy? Is it creating success for people? And more importantly, is it making an impact? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're saying the word entitlement. I've got this big belief that you've got to let go of entitlement to get enlightenment. As into Ooh, really, I like that. Yeah? Ooh, I like that. And so to get, yeah, between us, we, we're like catchphrase God, kings. Like this, is gonna, this is going to be a lot of And we don't even need to take stuff away. We just know the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you think about it seriously. The whole time you think you're supposed to get something, you're not getting the thing you really need. That's how I look at it. It's like, I actually, I'm a big believer if you chase after one thing you're missing all the other things you've already got. It's like people who are like, I have to make more money, I have to make more money, I have to make, and their whole focus is how do I make more money? It's like, what about enjoying the money you've already made? And that's the point about enjoying the ride. Yeah. That, do you know the biggest problem about goal setting? Go for it. Is that the day you hit your goal, two words always come up, what's next? So, you know, we wanted to get 100 subscribers to this program. The minute we get to 100, people are going to go, when are we going to get 1,000? Yep. We'll get to 1,000, we'll go, well, we need to get 10,000. We won't enjoy the program unless we enjoy the ride. And if I know anything, the more fun and enjoyment I'm having, and by the way, I spell enjoy, I-N-J-O-Y. So when I'm in joy with what I'm doing, then I'm having fun, then I'm happy. I'm just going to get you to repeat that one. I-N-J-O-Y, as in I'm in joy, as opposed to I enjoy. Well, more to the fact that I don't need to enjoy everything. I need to be in joy with everything. Yeah. Because you won't always enjoy every interaction. You come into my house and plugging in all these wires. I didn't really enjoy that, but I'm in <laughs> joy doing the podcast. Yep. And so if I'm not in joy, and that's the second thing I'm thinking about for 2019 and beyond... I'm not going to do it. Yep. And I wonder if we really looked at our lives and thought, I wonder how often we've done things we thought we ought to do, 
we should be doing, our parents told us we must do, as against what feels right and what we really would love to do. Yeah, you used the word there, should. There's a there's that phrase that's bit, I've heard a lot in the last kind of twelve months of shooting all over yourself, right? And coulding, yeah, and wooding, yeah. And I won't even go to that place. But should, could, and would you need to be buried? Yeah. I now have decided if it's not a must, I'm not doing it. So for 2019 and beyond, I must lose some weight. I know I should lose some weight, and I know I want to lose weight, and I know I need to lose weight. Until it becomes a must in my life, it ain't going to happen. So for everyone who's listening to this, if they looked at their goal setting for 2019 and beyond, is it a must what they want to create? Or do they think they should be doing it or they want to be doing it? Turn your wants into musts and your life moves on really fast. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's also knowing why it's a must, isn't it? It's knowing the motivation as to why it's so important to you. Because if uh, my own personal experience is, if I know something has to happen, which is the same thing as a must, if I know it has to happen, I work out how to make it happen. Whereas if I spend all my time trying to work out how to make it happen, I haven't actually decided that it needs to yet. And so I'm coming up with lots of reasons why not and lots of excuses and everything else. If I actually say this is it and this is happening, the details work themselves out so if with we, my input. So if we went sense. spiritual on that, we'd be going, decide on the what and the how will show up. Absolutely. And it's having enough faith in whichever religion you believe in to know there's a higher power that will guide you. Now, too often people have faith or whatever religion there is, but we need to trust ourselves that if we let go of some of this baggage we're carrying, new opportunities can come into our lives. Yep. So I'm going to let go of some people. I'm going to let go of some of the processes. And in the process of that, I'm going to let go of some weight. Yep. Yep. Well, and when you let go of negative people experience, you, what's that saying? There's some weight off. I actually think all this stuff's linked. I, 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 you know, without getting again, without getting too deep into it, I actually think our physical bodies and what's going on for us spiritually, emotionally, I think it's all linked. You know, I almost think the way we look, you can see how much energy somebody's got. I think is a key point, right? So ignore body shape. You can see if someone turns up with energy, that they're in a good place in their life. Well, that's the whole point. Is someone when they come into your life a radiator or a drain? Yeah. Do they light up the room or do they drain the energy? And if you've probably heard from when I've spoken on many platforms, I talk about psychic vampires. <gasps> and what a place to stop. Now, we said we'd only go to about 10 minutes on each episode. And this is the first episode. So we gave ourselves a timer, right? And it's going off. So let's start episode two by talking about psychic vampires. Let's there you go. It. See you soon. Awesome.